Greetings, weary wanderer, and welcome back to Lonely TTRPG, the solo actual play and review podcast. I am coming to you from my new studio. As you can see, I still have some unpacking to do, but we're not going to let that get in the way of playing some great solo games. And this week, we have Feyrome by our friend Eric Dill. Now, before we get into it, Feyrome does offer some acknowledgments, and oh, I wonder who that is right there in the highlighted. It's us. So, Feyrome. Feyrome is a fiction-first, GM-less fantasy TTRPG built on the Caltrip Core system and designed for the third Caltrip Core game jam. It is built to accommodate one to four players. Now, remember, Caltrip Core uses D4s exclusively. Each character has a collection of D4s dependent on their stat value, class traits, and equipment tier. These dice are rolled whenever an action is performed. Now, it does have group rules where each player plays their own character. And you can have a full patrol of up to four characters. However, if you opt to play a true solo mode and just play one character, then the game is going to be a little difficult. And they recommend to mitigate this, lowering enemy dice totals by 1d4 to a minimum of 1d4 and avoid setting your single character against extremely difficult foes. For character creation, all right, character creation in Feyrome has two components, roleplay details and mechanical elements. The roleplay component consists of any details about the character the player would like to create. The mechanical components are stats, health, class, and equipment. The roleplay component to the character creation is completely scalable to fit the player's taste and time. Coming up with an intricate backstory, physical description, personality traits, gender identity, and ancestry might be more than some players want to delve into. And that's fine. Give your character a name and get to rolling dice. However, if you find joy in the minutia, then while there is no mechanical benefit to being a dwarf over a sprite, the aesthetic and personality will certainly be different. Determine how much information you want to hammer out of your character and record it somewhere so you don't forget. On the mechanical side, our stats are Bean, Soul, and Fey. Bean, for exerting yourself, performing physical actions, such as melee, lifting, carrying, throwing, intimidating, and toughness. Soul, for exerting your will, intellect, or performing actions informing the essence of Elfham, which is this system's magic. So that will be spellcasting, deciphering scrolls, puzzles, or mysteries, researching, creating tonics and tinctures, and recognizing untruths. And then Fae, for exerting your cunning mind to perform clever actions. Ranged or dexterous combat, convincing or deceiving, traversing difficult terrain, stealthy movements, picking locks, identifying edible plants, and haggling. Now, each stat is going to start at 1. The value of the stat determines the number of d4s you can roll when performing actions. Stats can be increased to a maximum of 3 by spending 3 experience points. For health, every character begins the game with 4 health. When you reach 0, you die. You may spend 2 XP to increase your maximum health by 4 points. This can be done multiple times, even back to back, if you have enough experience. Health recovery is tied to the fiction. Whenever your narrative brings you to a place of safety where you can rest and recuperate, restore all health. Examples of places of safety are an inn, a wilderness fort, camp with a fire, or the barracks. 
and for experience whenever you complete a quest gain 1 to 3 experience depending on the difficulty ranking you assign the quest. Experience points can be spent to improve your character stats and health or to upgrade class traits or equipment tier. And then there's a handy little table reminding you that stat is 3 XP, health is 2 XP, class is 2 to 3 as indicated, and equipment is 1 to 3 as indicated. For your classes, each class focuses on a different aspect. Guardians are more inclined to be fighters. Mystics are more likely to be researchers or spellcasters. Wildlings are sneaky scouts. When you select your class, you automatically mark the first class trait and apply its effects to your character. You may only have one class per character. Classes can be upgraded by spending experience, and experience is earned by completing quests. And then we have a breakdown of what the different classes are. And the class upgrades that you can get. Now for actions. Alright, you only roll dice when an action can be phrased as I want to statements. When you roll to perform an action, choose which stat best fits the action. Roll that dice equal to the stat's value and take the highest result. There are two groups of actions in Rome: Group actions and individual actions. Group actions are whenever the group takes an action together, determine what stat best fits the action, and each character rolls their d4s. The highest face value determines the levels of success of the action using the action table. The most common group action is traveling. This might be traveling through a city, through the wilds, or even through a cave or dungeon. If the result of the action is in question and the whole patrol isn't involved, consider it a group action and roll accordingly. Individual actions are those taken by individuals. These are actions that only a single character make. Decide what action the character is taking, determine the stat that best fits the action, and roll the dice. The highest face value determines the level of success using the action table. All combat and actions are individual actions. Everyone rolls their own attacks individually. Now again, this is based on Caltrip Core, so you have four options available to you when rolling your dice. If you get a one, that is an absolute failure. You do not get what you want and you tend to lose something. Two is a partial failure. You just don't get what you want. Three is a partial success. You get what you want, but there might be a complication. And four is an absolute success. You get what you want and more. Now for combat, combat in Feyrom is fast, furious, and often fatal. Whenever the fiction brings you to blows, roll with Bean if you're being attacked with melee weapons, Fey if you're attacking with bow or dagger, or Soul if you're attacking with magic. In combat, players always move first and enemies take their action last. If you're playing solo, you can choose the player character action order yourself. Groups can work it out. It's entirely possible that the less dangerous foes will die before getting to take their turns. The game was designed this way. Now, when playing true solo with only one player character, standard combat can be a bit too difficult at the early stages. Use the alternative combat rules to alleviate some of the deadliness of two to three foes versus the solo character. You can continue to use the combat table in true solo play. So for combat, when you roll a one, that's a counterattack, you miss and you take one damage. A 2 is just a miss, a 3 is a light hit dealing 1 damage, and a 4 is a heavy hit dealing 2 damage. 
In alternative combat, enemies do not deal damage unless you roll a 1 as the highest face value of your combat roll. Players who decide to play true solo might find this mode of combat more survivable in the early game. If you roll a 1 or a 2, then you're going to need to resolve the complications. Quests! Quests are the driving force behind the narrative of Faerun. A quest can be as simple as transporting an item between warehouses or delivering it to another person. Maybe you've been tasked with eradicating a rat infestation. Or the queen herself has ordered you to the borderlands to find a lost Faerun patrol. Anything that has some level of challenge involving it is a quest. Frame it in the narrative as being received from a superior or other NPC and play it out. All quests have a difficulty rank that the player should determine. So for simple quests that are relatively safe are 1 XP. Average quests that possess a level of risk but shouldn't be too dangerous are 2 XP. And challenging quests that are difficult to complete or pose significant risk are 3 XP. Now quest failure. It is possible to roll enough failures to turn a simple quest into a much more difficult one. Only increase the difficulty rank of a quest when you roll a 1 or 2 on action rolls directly tied to the quest itself. Failures on an action roll related to the consequences of a failed quest do not compound the difficulty of the quest mechanically. They may, however, create tension in the fiction. It is important to note that the failure on quest rolls does not mean that the quest has failed. Rather, the quest has become more complicated and might have a higher difficulty rank. And for optional rules, you can have a quest clock. If you prefer a more visual representation of quest progress, you can use quest clocks. Quest clocks work like progress clocks in many other TTRPGs. When you roll a successful action, mark progress on the clock and express what happens in the fiction. If you fail an action, you do not progress the clock. Quest clocks in Faerome range from 2 to 12 stages. Equipment. Every character begins the game with a tier 0 weapon of their choice, tier 0 armor, tier 0 scout satchel, as well as extra inventory slots equal to their being stat. You may choose from any of the tier 0 equipment items that you have slots for, including extra weapons. And if you wish to purchase a second weapon, you can do so as long as you have the inventory slots. This weapon does not have a tier and cannot be upgraded, but it can be dual wielded. Dual wielding. It is possible to dual wield weapons in Faerome. You can fight with two daggers or a blade and a dagger. You cannot, however, dual wield blades without upgrading the blade to tier 2. The staff weapon is not able to be dual wielded, nor can you use another weapon while using the staff. If you choose to dual wield, you may add plus 1 to any damage you deal as long as you are wielding both weapons. Upgrading Equipment Equipment tier can be upgraded by spending XP. And then the rest of the book includes your various weapons, a little bestiary to provide some examples for what you could face, as well as rules for creating your own creatures. So to create your own creatures, just think of some fantastical being or animal, give it some creative lore, and assign it an appropriate amount of d-force for health. I have maintained a doubling of health dice for creatures affected by the rot. Packs, groups of one type of creature, also have doubled health. So creating rot creatures, any creature can become infected with the rot. When this happens, they become tougher, more aggressive, and predatory. To mechanically represent this, double the dice of whatever creature you want to become infected. 
If you were to make an infected sap wolf, you would double its dice of 2d4 to 4d4, giving it the potential of having 16 total health and 4 chances at success on its own attacks. An infected fey fox would be significantly less dangerous despite being uncharacteristically violent with 2d4 dice instead of 1d4. And with that, it is time to dive on in. Welcome to the realm of fairy, where spirits and sprites, fairies and other fey folk dwell far apart from the mundane world of humans and are growing issues with pollution, violence, and climate change. That is, until recently. The devastation humanity has wreaked upon the mundane world is seeping through the thin veil that separates realities. Dark monstrosities roam the borderlands, and rot seeps into the once golden forests of the Fey Queen's realm. The Fey Realm, founded millennia ago, became little more than a palace guard in times of peace and prosperity. A century ago, however, the Fey Queen foresaw a return of darkness and rot, and issued an edict returning the Fey Realm to their previous function as border guardians and protectors of the Eltham, the essence, the lifeblood of the Fairy Realm. You are a Fey Realm recruit, just out of training, and preparing for your first quest in service of the Fey Queen. Alright, so to start out, we need to select our class. So we have three classes, so we're going to roll a d3 to choose. Maybe. Alright, and we rolled ourselves a 1. So with a 1, we are going to be a guardian. Alright, so we got guardian. And now we are going to go ahead and roll a d4 to see what style of weapon we're going to get. And that got us a three, which will be the staff. So that is going to give us a bean of two, a soul of one, a fey of one. And we have a simple yet effective weapon given as an alternative to the blade for recruits. And then we have standard tier zero armor. So that's not going to provide us any mechanical benefit. So we're not going to put it on here. And diving on in, we're going to go ahead and use the... One of the starter quests, we're going to go with Quest 2, Horde of Fools. Your patrol has been sent to the highlands of Kidarby. Open hill country, no large towns, many hamlets. To investigate the reports of missing folk from several of the nearby hamlets. When you arrive, the local Faerome legate informs you that the folk who have gone missing all have one thing in common. They disappeared in foraging or hunting trips into the highlands. Local legend speaks of a wyvern that once dwelled in the cave beneath the hills. It hasn't been seen in a century, but the people have gone missing nearby. Record this as a dangerous quest and make an action to travel to the cave. Optionally, start a quest clock with two portions. Make actions until you fill the clock. When you arrive, you see several different sized footprints in the dirt. They all lead inside. When you have successfully investigated the missing people, the patrol should receive 2 XP. Alright, so yeah, we're going to go ahead and uh, we're going to go ahead and make the travel to the cave our thing. 
because after all, we're a little new, we're kind of new to this. So we're going to try to get to the cave. So we will see how that goes. All right, so we'll need two blocks of progress in order to, in order to do this. So Guardian Steel has been sent to a small village in order to track down some of the missing people. He's not sure why he was... I'm not sure why I was sent. I mean, after all, this seems like something that a scout should be doing. I'm just a guardian. But whatever. I got my stick. I got my feet. And we're going to go ahead and we are going to try and find these people. Because that is what we were sent out here to do. So, I want to do stuff. I want to do stuff. Alright, um... What I want to do is I want to start heading towards the cave. I got a I got a general description of the area and where people were disappearing. So I'm going to go head off in that direction and I'm going to see what I see. And I think that is going to be a that's going to be a fey roll. Pretty sure that needs to be a fey roll as Nothing else makes sense. It's not magic. It's not physical. I'm just trying to interact with the land. Outstanding. And I got a four, which is an absolute success. So we're going to mark one progress. So I'm one of two ways to the cave. So the directions were really good. Like everybody seemed to be disappearing around the same area. And the directions I got were really good for that. So, like, I was able to, I was able to get to the spot, like, to one of the spots, and I definitely found some signs of, some signs of struggle, some signs of a fight, and now it is time to decide, and now I need to track that. I need to track that on back and see where that, see where this fight went, and I think that's going to be another Fey roll as I'm trying to use my cunning, as I'm trying to use my cunning to divine where, where these people got taken. And I got another four. Outstanding. So it turns out it, there wasn't a whole lot of divining that I needed to do. I was able to follow a very clear path right up to the cave entrance. So I have found the cave. I have located the cave. And now it is time to go in and now it's time to go in and see what happened. Like, like this cave, it looks sketch. It definitely looks like a predator's cave. Now it is time to go in and see what is going on in here. So we are actually going to, we're actually going to give this a progress track of four. All right. So I need to get four successes in order to figure out what's going on. And I think part of that's going to be because I think part of that is going to be because like my character doesn't know that it's a wyvern, you know, and this is a starter quest, so I'm not even supposed to run into a wyvern. So yeah. Yeah, we're going to give it a 4 cuz he's going to have to look around. He's going to have to figure out what's going on. Cuz you know, I'll tell you what, you know, finding this cave was easy. 
I don't know why people are disappearing. It's not like, like, I mean, obviously something happened. Saw the fight. But, like, I mean, the path was so easy to follow. This should not have been that, like, this should not be that big of a deal. That's all I'm saying. This should not be that big of a deal. So we're just going to go ahead and we're going to go ahead. We're going to go in here. We're going to knock on some rocks. We're going to see what's what. We're going to see if we can find anybody. And yeah, and we're going to go in the cave and we're just going to, uh, we're going to go in the cave. We're going to see what's what. Now, here's the thing. I want to explore the cave. I want to explore the cave. So that feels like another Fey roll. So we're going to go ahead and make another Fey roll in order to explore the cave. And that was another four. I rolled another dice, like, just to make sure that my digital roller wasn't acting up. Because, you know, new move, new house, new internet, technical difficulties and all. And then I rolled a one on the other one. So we're going to call that a three. We're going to call that a three. And so with a three, like that's a success. So it doesn't feel good not marking progress on a success. So yeah, we're going to go ahead and mark one progress. But we need a complication. So, hmm, we need a complication. So for our complication, as we are exploring the cave, we get ourselves a little turned around. We are obviously not following the cardinal rule of exploring and keeping a hand against the wall. So we're a little turned around. And as such, we come across a bit of a... We come across a bit of a... Dead end slash... Like, cave-in. And there are gaps in the rocks. There are gaps in the rocks. And I can see through those gaps. And... I can see a cavern on the other side of these gaps because there's light coming through there as well. Obviously, I took the wrong path. And so it's just a case of, you know, do I backtrack or do I try to move the rocks? And I'm going to try to move the rocks because I want to roll with my being. Because rolling dice is fun, even if they're digital. Even when it takes five minutes for... Your digital dice to roll. Alright, and I rolled a 2 and a 3. So, that is another success. So, we're going to go ahead and mark one more tick of progress. And so, I'm able to get the rocks out. Like, I'm able to get the rocks out of the way enough for me to slip inside. I, I get enough out of the way. I slip inside. And I am now in the cavern. But, but it is a very dim light. I thought it was brighter. It seemed it definitely seemed brighter compared to where I was at. But it's definitely dim in here. And so I'm now I'm now kind of stumbling around like the shadows are worse because of the dim light. You, you know how it is like you know how it is when you got very little light the shadows are really bad and so I am going to go ahead and say, I'm going to go ahead and say that there's something hiding in these shadows. This main cave, this main cave seems like the right cave. So I'm going to say that there's something in those shadows and I'm going to turn to the bestiary and we're going to say it's a scythe pix, which is a semi-sentient insectoid. 
So we're gonna go ahead and have two insectoids and let's roll for their health. And that is a three and a one. Outstanding. Now we aren't gonna play by the true solo rules. We're gonna play by the normal rules here. So we will go ahead and take our turn and then the ants will get their turn or the insectoids will get their turn. And they have one D for each. So starting off, I'm going to go ahead and charge at, I'm going to charge at the weaker looking, I'm going to charge at the weaker looking scythe picks and I'm going to swing my staff at them using my bean and my brute force in order to attack. And I rolled a three, which deals one damage successfully successfully taking care of that first picks and they are now down as the other one comes skittering up behind me and reaches for me with its mandibles and it got a four so it definitely took advantage of my back being turned and my health is now down to two with a roar of pain i am going to turn around and slash at it or smack at it with my staff i rolled a three and a four so that is a four and i managed to connect quite firmly with it and it chitters angrily at me as it snaps once again <laughs> and it rolled a four bringing my health down to zero and join the missing persons only i wasn't taken out by a wyvern i was taken out by a scythe pix and these things tend to happen but that is pharaoh by eric dill and this this is a fun little game definitely fun caltrip core games are nice i really like them they are very simplistic and this is as well now, the game book is 21 pages. A lot of that is devoted to equipment, bestiary, that sort of thing. So, he did, Eric did build a lot with this game. And it shows, like, there is, there is definitely some, there is definitely some fun, some fun to be had in here. One thing that I would like to see in games like this is... One thing I would like to see in games like this is some type of uh, some type of oracle that fits with the theme. Now, I know there are plenty of oracles that you can get everywhere else, but most of those are based around D20 systems or like large dice. And that seems antithetical to the Caltrip core mantra. So, I did try to I did try to do something with that where like absolute success would be the only time I didn't run into something where i didn't succeed and run into something but it would be nice to see it would be nice to see something built in so that you can at least see if it's going to be a a combat if it's going to be a challenge of some sort but this is his first game it's understandable like this is this is fine as is don't get me wrong this is fine this is fun you know, this is this is a great first game. And I'm definitely looking forward to I'm definitely looking forward to what he's gonna do with 
later installments because he does want to he does want to expand Feyrom and make it into a D6 system. And I will definitely I will definitely be bringing up the the Oracle bit or at least something to help drive random con- random encounters and content. But if you like this and you do want to see more gameplay, make sure you go check out another friend of the blog, Croker. And his blog, he has, he's done some sessions as well. And he was far more successful in his sessions than I was in my little playthrough. And if you want to pick up Pharaoh, it is on itch. You can find it at drakeinspire.itch.io slash It is a pay what you want game. So you could pick it up for free. But remember, we support at least throwing some money at creators. Because after all, it encourages us and makes us want to make more games. It makes them want to make more games. So definitely go check it out. Go pick it up. Throw him a dollar or two or pay the suggested price of $5. Because again, you are getting you are getting quite a bit in there. He did, he did put thought into the bestiary. You got the starter adventures, which are great. So go check it out. Make sure you tell him that Steel Staff sent you. And remember... I must ask y'all to stay awesome. You've been listening to Lonely TTRPG, the solo TTRPG live play and review. If you've enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review. You can also reach us at Twitter at BDDC underscore pod or at Black Dragon Dungeon Company at gmail.com. If you really like us, you can consider supporting us on Patreon at patreon.com slash Black Dragon Dungeon Company. Thank you so much.